What's up, guys? Our wrestling podcast back at you with another episode. This is Dave Vicious along with Just the Total Package. Cra- I'm sorry, uh, the Nature Boy Joe and Cuz. I messed that one up. Bringing you our perspective on the world of professional wrestling. No inside sources, no ties to the industries, just stories from the diehards sharing opinions with you. Can someone oh. feed me today's topic? Who's off this week, Craig? Oh, shocker. Hi. Today we are doing the legacy of one of the coolest (laughs) wrestlers of them all, Dave, Rob Van Dam. I would agree with that. I I don't. We haven't seen a style much like him. You know, it's a. And uh, doing the notes for this too, I had I had to just do an ECW legacy. We're just going to cover the ECW part of it before we go into WWE and TNA because he's had a long ass career, man. He's the Hall of Famer, Rob Van Dam. The whole that's fucking right. joke. That's, you know, that's a good way. Um, Dave, I know you're going to get into the plugs really quick, but just, you know, an idea here. That's good for all these wrestlers whose careers span across all these promotions. Instead of saying part one, part two, just do it like that. RVD, Legacy, ECW. All WWE. right. Some <laughs> of them go back and forth, but I understand. I get it. Oh, yeah, you're right. I'm an idiot. No, I, was, I just thought of it right now. It just came across my mind. But go ahead. Yeah, do your, we'll see do your thing. For Crazy audio here. fans, give us a listen on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Google Podcast. Or watch our videos on YouTube at Our Wrestling Channel. Can you do us a solid and give us a follow on Instagram or Twitter at OWB2019 or on Facebook at Our Wrestling Podcast. Joe, um, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but can you talk about Rob Van Dam and what, what he means to you? I know you had a funny, funny story about it. I was hoping you'd bring it up again. Oh, the... <laughs> The Steve Richards story, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so for the whole, so for the longest time, like I never really liked Stevie Richards. I thought he was just like a move stealer, and he was just like, oh, I'm not really gonna have my own character. I'm just gonna steal Shawn Michael stuff, and every, you know, he just seemed to like every time I watched him, he was just steal other people's moves or just his their move sets. So I always thought, I always thought that. Every time I saw Rob Van Dam, I thought that was Stevie Richards, and I'm like, oh man, I don't like that guy. I don't like that guy. <laughs> and then, uh, and then I started watching his match, and I'm like, holy shit, this That's guy's awesome. Yeah. The guy that we're going to talk about is kind of what turned it really turned my attitude about ECW. Now, I, you know, I knew Benoit from the early 90s when he came over here uh, in WCW. Benoit, a lot of people forget that Chris Benoit was in WCW in the early 90s. And then he left. Then he came back after Nitro started a couple of years later. So but um, Rob Van Dam was also we're going to talk about, too. RVD was also on a lot of WCW tapings in his early yep. career and stuff, too. And like we didn't even know who he was after I started seeing RVD stuff. In like 96, 97, I started, I liked ECW because of him. Then I started watching Rob Van Dam going, dude, like he, and, and but I liked his build. We'll talk about it more. I don't want to go too much because uh, I don't know how long this episode is going to be, even though I went conservative on the notes. Um, I, I was nice. really glad that he never won the world title because I think, it, it, but by the way, Paul Heyman's master plan was to finally have him win it. Rob Van Dam was the guy that was swelling for like three or four years. You heard it. Every time he walked out, he had a massive pop. I mean, it was like 
it was fucking shaking their little gymnasiums that they were in. I don't mean that to be rude. I'm just saying, like, it was Rob Van Dam was their guy. Yeah, Taz was way over. Sandman got huge pops, but RVD, that was the guy that Paul Heyman smiled. Every time RVD got a pop, he's like, maybe a year from now, maybe two years from now. Maybe three years from now, because Paul Heyman's so good, he's like, I could keep him relevant for three years and then pull the trigger and have it be the biggest thing I do. Well, and you know how and he did that. that. They, he was of supposed to in one. I want to say in two thousand, uh, I think in two thousand actually, he was supposed to. Dave will get to it in the notes. He was supposed to win the world title, but he didn't because of reasons that we'll get to later. But um, yes. RVD was the guy that Paul Heyman was going to nurse for like three or four years and then pull the trigger and have it be like the big game changer. And hopefully, he was going to be the face of the product, even though Dreamer was kind of the face. Raven, you know, is a big part. But RVD was always Paul Heyman's guy. He was like, no, this is the guy that we're going to build and we're going to build and we're going to feel the crowd rumble and build and build. Never let him touch the world title. Not once. Build and build, and then boom. When he does it, he says, oh, hey, that out. It's just going to be crazy. So I'm, <laughs> well, I'm, glad, we're, I'm glad we're talking about him. RBD was, like, was, was far and away the most talented guy that he had on the roster. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. like just pure wrestling ability. As a mainstay, yeah. I, and I think, that, uh, I think that he knew that, and he saw, he's like, okay, well, like yeah. if I can get the – look at the popularity that he's got just from his in-ring ability – let alone what we can do once we develop him as a character, which I think they were working on. You know, I, yeah. mean, I think that was what, you know, when he made the switch over to, to WWF, like that's maybe something that he needed to work on a little bit more that kind of maybe held him back in the in the grand scheme of things. But um, his in-ring, his in-ring work is, uh, you know, unparalleled. It was still revolutionary at the time. Dave, I'll let oh, you jump yeah, into it. Sorry. I, yeah, I, yeah. I'm excited that we're talking about the best. this because I love, Ar- the best I love him. I love RVD. He's great. Better than Kenny Omega. All right. Robert Alexander Zakowski was born on December 18th, yeah. 1970 in Battle Creek, Michigan. Zakowski made R-A-S, on, did it, did it, the whole fucking yeah, show. On WWF television Imagine. in 1987. That sounds early, but hear us out. He was in a skit. With the million dollar man, Ted DiBiase. At yep. the time, DiBiase was selecting plants from the it's audience, awesome. offering to pay them to Imagine perform that. degrading acts and offered the 16 year old Zatkowski $100 to enter the ring and kiss I, his foot. When we watched those vignettes at DiBiase, who knew that one of the fucking kids was Rob Van Dam? That's well, so you can say, like, like, I'm hooked. I'm going to do this. I am going to do this when I grow up. And then he oh, wrestled yeah. Ted DiBiase to a five star match. What? <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, Zatkowski made his wrestling debut in 1990. He wrestled in many independent promotions across Michigan. He also wrestled in several independent promotions across America and all Japan pro wrestling. Imagine that. Who has Japan and got good. It tends to All good wrestlers go um, to Japan. All the best wrestlers go to Japan. <laughs> he also signed with a WCW in 1992 and was dubbed Robbie V. That's creative. From Battle Creek, Michigan, 227 pounds, Robbie V. His last televised match was on May 22nd Robbie v, bro. of a Saturday night, which was a tag team loss with Eric Watts against <laughs> Shanghai Pierce 
Ooh, Eric Tex, Watts. Hello. Tex Slazinger. Tex, I was. The RVD dog. Um, He's old school. Man. That sounds like garbage. Okay. So I, I do remember watching. Right I, I used to watch WCW Saturday Night and their Worldwide and all that stuff. And I, I vividly here. remember RVD. He did look like uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Jean-Claude, like, Jean-Claude he really did. <laughs> so so when, when you put the name Van Damme here, there was Robbie V. But when you saw the, read the magazines, it was Rob Van Damme. And it was just like, oh, yeah, he does look like Van Damme. He does. <laughs> so one thing to to bring up too, and um, I I don't remember too much of the info off top because it was before this, um, before he actually went to WCW, if I remember correctly, he was actually competed competing in Tough Man competitions when he was like seventeen years old. Oh fuck! Like when it was just called Tough Man <laughs> instead of you know King of the Cage and UFC and all that stuff, he was competing in Tough Man competitions when he was seventeen years old, before he, uh, you know, and he's all started. nobody could beat. Robbie V. <laughs> yeah, he did R A S. He didn't. He didn't even smoke weed back then either. You know, saying there's a story about that, but you know. We'll oh man. It. Yeah, yeah. We we know nothing about that. Let's get into those ECW days in the summer of 1996. Van Dam signed with promoter Paul Heyman's Philadelphia-based promotion, Extreme Championship Wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> Van Damme's mannerisms were those of a stoner, and he became a face due to his laid-back attitude and unorthodox style. I keep hearing bro in this, but I don't think he said bro that often. Um, bro. Okay. Bro. Hey, uh, no, Riddle yeah. is uh, is RVD 2.0. Yeah. That's right. Um, Van Damme gained attention following a series of matches with longtime rival Sabu which began with a match at a hostile city showdown. After the match, Van Damme declined to show proper respect for his opponent, leading to a rematch at a matter of respect, which was won by Van Damme. Per the pre-match stipulation, Sabu then offered Van Damme a handshake, but was once again ignored. Instead, Van Damme left the ring and turned heel under the management of Bill Alfonso at Hardcore Heaven. I'm sorry, Hardcore Heaven. Van Damme faced his rival Sabu once again in a match to prove who was the better man, but Sabu finally wins the final match. I don't, Joe, I I don't know which up. match it was. Uh, there was a goddamn spot they did where Sabu would set up the chair like in the middle of the ring, and he had another chair. He stunned RVD. He bounced off the opposite ropes. He was going to jump off the chair that was set up in the middle of the ring, jump off it, and then throw a chair into RVD's face. To counter, though, RVD ran against the opposite ropes, jumped off the middle rope, and kicked him in his fucking face and so, kicked a chair in his sideways face. And I'll never forget that fucking spot. I was like, good God, that was the craziest shit I'd ever seen. Back down. Sabu all the way up top. Oh, my God. And Sabu kicks out in two. Joe, I wanted to ask you, like, th- this is the kind of storylines that you thought ECW didn't have, right? Because you'd only see New Jack. Are you even more mad oh, at yeah. New Jack kind of reading that section? Because <laughs> that, that's a great three-match No, no, no. I, I think I've said that before. You know I, mean? I hate New Jack yeah. for a variety of but, reasons. Yeah. But most importantly, but because this. he turned me off to <laughs> watching ECW, and I feel like I missed a huge that's what like, I'm saying. Like, section this is a prime uh, that like, go back I can it. only start to go back and watch stuff now. Yeah. Um, yeah, Van Damme and Sabu is. next feuded with the Eliminators. John Cruz. <gasps> I love the Eliminators. Oh, God. Again. Jesus. Uh, the duo tried many times to take the tag titles away from the Eliminators, but were unsuccessful. Good. However, they gained a good. huge fan base here. So, 
Uh, good stuff. At ECW's first pay-per-view event, barely legal. Oh, we got to talk Van about Dam this. Van Dam defeated Lance Storm. Another. Yeah, we got to stop right here. This is the after. point. Like you guys said, Van Dam is was their top talent. Lance Storm, you could argue was close or, or better. Not necessarily, but but they they didn't stay in. They would they would shoot in and shoot out. Van Dam was that mainstay big talent that that Paul Heyman was really pushing. So Van Dam defeats Lance Storm as a last minute replacement for the injured Chris Candido. Immediately following the match, Van Dam expresses distaste for being chosen as a backup for some guy who couldn't even lace up his boots. Way to go, Van Dam. That's great. After obviously being chosen as a second line wrestler to fill in for somebody injured, Rob Van Dam is no second line anything. Van Dam delivered a speech directed towards Paul Heyman and not being originally booked on the show was a point of contention between Van Dam and Heyman for a time. Um, Dude, this you, is definitely and Paul Heyman. Actually, we have to stop here because Paul, Paul Heyman, Heyman yeah. let him do this. He was mad. Paul Heyman said it on the uh, yeah. rise and fall of ECW. He, he says, well, go ahead and tell, go, go talk. He about was it. pissed at Paul Heyman. He walked up. It. He's like, he's like, Hey man, I should have been on the show. And he's like, well, you can replace Candido. He's injured. He can't. He's like, but I'm not a fucking replacement. And RVD had this conversation behind the scenes with, with Paul Heyman. Yep. He's mm-hmm. like, all right, go out there and then cut a promo after it and, and chew me out. And he's like, are you sure? He's like, because I'm going to fucking be upset. He's like, I don't care. Go. And Paul Heyman let him go out there. And he was right. Heyman, really he's like, he's so like great. if you won't pay me more money here, Rob Van Dam is worth yep. more, more money, money elsewhere. elsewhere. Yep. And like it was like uh, this legendary great. fucking promo. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Go, go ahead, Dave. Sorry. I, 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 just, I wanted to talk about well, that promo because I really again, felt that was a, a turning point for him. No, it's no, huge. That's awesome. But it's a fantastic geek out moment. I mean, it's, more yeah, money elsewhere. And this is actually the first... This is the first ECW show that I've seen live, and it was at your house actually, just when you had the big old satellite yeah. dish. First ECW well, that'll, show that'll hook you. This is sure. the oh yeah, it fucking got me, you know. Yeah, for sure. I loved it ever since. That makes sense. I mean, if this was the first ECW show I ever watched, I'd be like, yeah, when's the next one? Let's yeah. go. Let's go live. Yeah, I'll fly. Let's go. Um, in May 1997, ECW invaded invaded the World Wrestling God. Federation Monday this. Night Raw television show, drawing the color commentary Jerry Lawler. Lawler then promised that he would show up at an ECW show in order to gain revenge because, you know, Lawler's just so amazing. Whatever. Uh, and when he did show up, he had ECW mainstays Van Dam, who turned heel, by the way, and Sabu with him. Van Dam made speeches about how he was too good for ECW and deserved to be in one of the big two. You have come to find out, Rob Van Dam, exactly how low, how cheap, how rotten the ECW is. Is that right? What you're saying, Jerry Lawler, is complete fact. ECW is nothing but low-budgeted, very low-talented wannabes that cannot... Hold on to someone with the extreme talents of Rob Van Dam. 
you know, living through the Monday Night Wars, at this time, all I remember was WCW, WCW beating the shit out of Vince. NWO was fucking well, everywhere. But, like, Vince, at this point, was, like, he always had fucking Paul Heyman on the payroll, which is fucking hilarious, because, like, nobody knew it at the time. Paul Heyman's running this renegade promotion, running down both companies, and Vince is giving him fucking money. Like, so Vince is, like, giving him money, going, hey, keep grooming that talent. I'm, I like that guy. I like that guy. I like that guy. I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you in 10 months, and we'll see how that guy's developed. And then when Paul Heyman goes, yeah, he's good. You like it, huh? He's like, yeah, I'll give you X amount of, you know, 50 grand a year to, to pull this guy over and let him work for me. So Vince was this always was, like, I mean, what's funny? This was NXT or Ohio Valley at one point. It was, it yeah, was ECW. And so it just didn't well, except except, except 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 Paul Heyman's also like poisoning those guys too. Like, like right. or at least that was what I heard. Was like, you know, yeah, the, yeah he's like Sorry. taking Vince's money, but at the same time, he's like, when you get there, they're gonna fuck you. Don't go. Don't go. Right. They're gonna offer you a lot of well, money. Don't go. Paul Heyman Don't had go. to do because Stay he here. knew I could. I can't lose everybody. You know, like yeah. so. So, yeah, so RVD was used. He was on Monday Night Raw in 1997. Rob Van Dam was as Mr. Monday Night. That's, That's where he got the nickname. And uh, uh, people forget yeah. about that because WCW was beating the shit oh, out of Mr. Vince so bad that all uh, the, the mainstream wrestling audience knew was NWO this, NWO that, Cruiserweight division, all that good stuff. But if you still, you know, like us did, we flip back and forth, all four of us did between both channels. And uh, we saw this shit on Monday Night Raw, ECW Invaded. Good shit, man. It, you, I didn't realize Great it until shit. I look back on it now going, man, like. Vince had to take all these chances. You go back and look at the ratings, it didn't really bump the ratings up because nobody knew who fucking ECW was, except if you were Philadelphia he based. He was trying shit based, out, man. bro. This, but yeah, he was trying to do it. I got to try it. We're talking new. about a guy who ended up becoming yeah. a, a relative, a legend. I'm going to go ahead and say it a legend in WWF and wrestling in general, RVD. Sure. He. He came back. It wasn't the one night stand where he beat John Cena, which we'll talk about on part two. It was 1997 in. De on Monday Night Raw, Sabu jumping off the letters, baby. Like, it was awesome. Was yep. Van Dam continued to team up with Sabu upon his return to ECW on June 13th. Taz's manager, Bill Alfonso, betrayed Chat and joined Sabu with Van Dam. Van Dam started a new rivalry with Tommy Dreamer. <laughs> the fucking whistles. I don't know. Yeah. Bill Alfonso. Oh, whistle. Who wanted to gain revenge on Van Dam for his betrayal of ECW? On June 21st, Van Dam and Sabu earned a victory over Dreamer and the Sandman. At Heat Wave of 97, Van Dam, Sabu, and WWF's Jerry the King Lawler fought Dreamer, Sandman, and Rick Rude dude. to a no contest. Wow. I, dude, I, I remember that pay per view when Jerry Lawler took on Dreamer and the lights oh. went out and Jake Roberts was there. And like all these. Oh. Yeah. It's fucking so crazy. Fucking That's insane. Yeah. It, you saw you talk about now the the forbidden door open. You didn't know that, that Vince and Paul were kind of in door. business together here. But to see they let Jerry Lawler on ECW, that crowd wanted to murder him. Like yeah. mo almost more than <laughs> it was awesome, almost dude. more it than was Cena. Fucking yeah. awesome. They they just booed Cena loud. The in real forbidden door. So they wanted to murder Jerry Lawler. Like it was like yeah. I'm surprised that they didn't rush the fucking ring because it not only was it Jerry Lawler who was being a fucking great shit talker and a great heel because he is. It oh, was yeah. like it was it was the WWF guy. WWF was yep. coming into ECW. Yeah, that was Paul Heyman to program the audience product, to hate bro. them, and like, and you fucking bring in Jerry Lawler and like RVD and Sabu were heels with Lawler. We'd rather be in WWF. So fucking good. Like, and they rode this out for like almost a year. Like they had a pay per view with Jerry yeah, Lawler they did for a while and tag matches and yeah. shit and house well, shows. Like it was really great. Yeah, uh, Van Dam would continue to work with Dreamer and some singles feeds there. Yeah, in '98, Van Dam turned face. 
and started a feud with triple threat Shane Douglas, oh Bam Bam God, Bigelow, throw and Chris Kennedy. the fuck up. Good. So just go back. Like, we should just his stop this right now. His matches with Bigelow? My God, his matches with Bigelow are some yeah, of my favorite Bigelow. fucking ECW matches ever. Like, my God. You guys are geeking out hard, and for good reason. Oh, there's there's like, such, so such good stuff. Go there. back and watch it. Like, if you, if, even yeah. though, like, in here in 98, like, WCW was really big, and WWF finally turned the tables here, ECW was sure. still, like, quality-wise, they were still not letting up. Like, Paul Heyman was still taking all the people. Nobody wanted Bigelow, so he's like, I'll take Bigelow. Like, you know, it's just so good. Like, everything was Why? So why what, you know, God, so dumb. I hate like, that's, Why would you not want to work with Bigelow? That's the thing with ECW. Is I'll that, take Bigelow. He's great. It, that's the thing with yeah. ECW. It's it's not going to be on on you know obviously it's it's not around no more. It's it was never going to be on the WWE level. But man, you can go back and watch a lot of ECW programming and be like, dude, I am enjoying. Like, of course, you have your you know your stupid little spots here and there, your little segments or whatever in the ring. But yeah. man, you can go back and you can like even people that you don't expect, Balls Mahoney and RVD having a match, RVD and Bam Bam. Uh, Kid, you know, are, n- not that you wouldn't expect necessarily, but like, man, like, just you can go back and you can be like, man, that was a good match, man, that was a good match, and sometimes it involved chairs and tables, sometimes it didn't. But you can go back and watch a yeah, lot of no, ECW programming and be in, you know, and just be entertained and enjoy every fucking there, minute there, of a match. Because I think the best way to say it, that like you're trying to say, is there there was something for everybody on ECW pay per views. You wanted that, you wanted that you, good mat wrestling, you had it. You wanted that unbelievable like punishment, like people just getting busted open. Uh, every foreign object in the book being used, every cheap <laughs> move, you had it. You had everything anybody wanted. In, but you had a lot yeah. of good you know, match you, quality is, is what match. I'm getting, basically yeah. getting to. So, like, Dave, yeah, you're going to read on here, too, because he's the longest-reigning ECW TV champion ever, right? Yep, 18 months. Yeah, that's what I thought. 18 or 22. 18, uh, so that's when yeah, he, got his first, uh, he got his first taste of ECW. And then he got injured. Fourth, yeah. When he defeated Bam Bam Bigelow to win the world television title. Damn, retained that belt in his first title defense on April 10th against Doug Furness. Yeah, we heard about that guy yeah. um, once. <laughs> Sabu also expressed interest in Van Dam's championship, leading to a title match between the two at Wrestlepalooza. Van Dam retained his title it. there as the match Great. I love that name. Island, draw. I love that name too, um, yeah. Van Dam and Sabu started a few with Storm and Candido in the next month for the tag team title. On June 29th of 1998, Van Damme and Sabu would defeat Storm and Candido to win those titles there. Um, just starting I, to Yeah, rack that's up the gold. his prime here, too. So he's holding the TV title and the tag titles. And I remember, like, he would defend the title all the time, and then him and Sabu would have crazy fucking tag matches. Like, it was really fun. Like, on the same night, yeah. But him and Sabu hated each other, not in real life, on screen. So they would always fight and shit, like, all the time in the ring. But they, they would somehow, like, click as a team. That was the whole, like, story behind their tag oh, team. So like yeah, Alfonso would always have to like. What would you argue in the back? Like they were they were total boys, right? Yeah, they they wanted to fucking fight each other all the time or whatever. And Fonzie was trying to keep them together, and then they go out there and they fucking dominate in a tag match. Yeah, because like, RVD yeah, says awesome. one of his trainers was the original Sheik, I believe. Yes, uh, Sabu's RVD, yeah. dad or uncle. Yeah, so yeah, Sa- yeah, Sabu yeah, was yeah, trained by the Sheik yeah. too. 
Yeah. That's one of his, October uh, 24th, OGs. Sabu and Van Damme lost the title whoa, to the whoa, Dudley Whoa, boys. whoa, 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 What happened? You cocksucker, Jess. You didn't put in what? Heat Wave 98, RVD, and Sabu. I know. I can't versus... get everything. I know, no, I, I know. Knows. Against uh, Hayabusa. Well, and we, and we, did, yeah. we did talk about that on, on the Heat Wave. Yeah, on a review. No, I know what you're saying. Yeah. I got you. Available in the archives. Great match. Go watch it. Yeah, available yeah, yeah. in the archives. Fantastic. It's just perfect. No, that's all we need Legit revolutionary I got you, boo. It was split. I remember at the time it happened, people were split about it. That's what kind of a new style wrestling that RVD was bringing in with Sabu and Hayabusa. And uh, like it was just. Well, and that was just them. Doing now we bitch about, you know, we hear people split you know, about Omega and all that stuff. And it was the same thing here. It was just it was more gritty. ECW is a lot more gritty and more realistic looking for sure. But there was a lot of wrestling purists back here that was watching this stuff going, fuck this shit. This is trash. Like, so. You know, it, it's all about what generation you're in. A wrestling generational, again, I said it earlier, like Joe said it many times before, too. It's all recycled. You have to make the, the character cool and the storyline cool and then somehow right. adapt it to today's standards. You know, you're always going to have that fucking backlash audience. It's like, well, 30 years ago, Luthez, I know, but like Luthez is way gone. You know, he's way passe. We're watching this product right now. And Heyman and RVD and all them were on the cusp of just kind of changing the way spots were developed and yeah at first it's going to be rough and weird and rugged but then once they perfected it you get the hardy boys you get all these guys that watch this style of wrestling with rvd watched hayabusa as well before that and we're just like yeah, yeah like we can take this and we'll we'll make the segue smoother uh even um uh oh god um i can't believe i'm spacing on them the fucking uh, leg slapper guys in AEW, <laughs> the tag team. Oh, the Young, young Bucks. Bucks. Young Bucks. Yeah, I'm wearing the shirt. You know, oh yeah. They're, they're See, I like AEW guys. They're, I can't believe I fucking. We should just this. change your names to the Leg Slappers. I'm sorry. The Leg Slappers. <laughs> but but I mean, but you know, I know people make fun of that particular noise making effect. But at the same time, like that, all these guys are a derivative from that, from RVD and all them trying to Shawn just Michaels. fucking. Everybody copies Japanese wrestling, by the way. They all and nobody wants to admit it. I don't know why in American wrestling. I'm like, you stole that from Japan. Like, and RVD did too, but he was, he admitted it. He's like, yeah, dude, I'm fucking doing all this shit. Yeah, bro. They, they have these crazy things that they're doing here. As the years go on, the segues will get easier. Right now, it's going to look like a spot fest, but once we figure it out, once wrestlers learn over the next 10, 20 years to massage it, change it, you get your Daniel Bryans, you get your Kenny Omegas, no matter what you think about them. You get uh, the Adam Pages. You get all these guys that are just a hybrid of that. You get the Young Bucks. You get, you know, and, and it's good shit. It's how every business progresses. Wrestling is amazing. It's an amazing dance. It's an amazing... Uh, set of moves that they're doing and they're trying to make you not see the seams back here sure rvd was a little raw hayabusa raw yeah okay whatever sabu really raw yeah, i'm but not that's what, sabu, but that's all what it makes it so 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 interesting too you know I they mean, had like, to advance it they, nobody you know, wanted the nobody wanted the punching kicks anymore and the leg drops they yeah. just didn't want it i mean and so there was a market for changing what wrestling was
I mean, even, to, you know, and like, and like, you know, it's things like ECW where that, that gets started. Like the, the raw, the raw promos, the, uh, the telling the truth, the, the pipe bomb esque type promos or, you know, RVD, you, you, pipe you, on the on the other channel you had the uh, WCW, <laughs> yeah. And on the other channel you had WCW who had guys like Eddie Guerrero, and the announcers didn't even know how to react to their move sets. Like that's how new and kind of revolutionary stuff was. Was that yeah. like you had like these old guards? You had Shivani and Heenan, you know, going like I don't even know what that move was. All right, Dave. Sorry, keep going. I know we, <laughs> I can go on forever about the transition of wrestling. Bro. Sabu and Van Dam lost the titles to the Dudley Boys. What? Bubba Ray and Devon after interference from a triple threat. But then on December 13th, Van Dam and Sabu won those titles back, uh, beating the Dudley Boys in Japan at a Frontier Martial Arts Wrestling ECW FMW yep. Super FMW. Show. FMW. So now is that is that two-time or three-time tag champs so far? Two? Uh, I want to say two. Gotcha. Van Dam remained the world television champion for the rest of 1998. And he started in 99 by making successful title defenses against the likes of Spike Dudley, Lance Storm uh, at Guilty as Charge, uh, Jerry Lynn at Cross Ooh, Jerry Lynn. Oh, man. Balls Mahoney yep. at Anarchy Rules and two yep, cold Scorp- Scorpio at Cyberslam. Cyber so everybody, Dude, Jerry Lynn, Jerry Lynn and RVD. There's a lot of good matches in, in ECW history, yeah. but Jerry yeah. Lynn and RVD, they might have had the best series. They yep, were so fucking good, man. Like that. I mean, that oh. deserves its own episode. And again, like, but we watch we watched that hybrid. So we watched RVD for the past three years, kind of change the style and introduce a new way of transitioning wrestlings and high spots and how you do it. And then uh, Jerry Lynn, who's a little bit more of a technical wrestler, not quite like a Dean Malenko. He he was a high flyer, uh, Jerry Lynn, but he liked holds and he liked like you yeah. know what I mean. Like he was a little bit more gritty. And he saw RVD and like they just meshed and they were just like, oh, I'll do they're, that. And he was uh, like, that's cool. I'll do that. That will make that chemistry. look more real. You do that. Uh, and they were absolute magic, man. Go back and watch any Jerry Lynn and RVD match. I fucking dare you to not and, be entertained. And I what's crazy. You, and like, I, I remember watching like they do. They would have it on TNN television, like a match. Yeah. They would, it would they just, would just have, fucking blow you away. TND, yeah. yeah, exactly. Every time, man, you were. uh I, I love Friday nights, man. I love Friday nights during this time. That was more of the modern TNN. wrestling. Ugh. Like when you see the Hardys against the Dudleys, like the way they figured out how to wrestle and like kind of mm-hmm. they finally bridged the gap. Like I was talking about, like how you how people. But it just happened to be RVD that started it raw and then said, oh, Bro. I have a way to bridge it. And then somebody like Jerry Lynn's like, yeah, well, we could do this and that look more real. Yeah, yeah. We'll transition from here to here. That won't look so fake. We'll change this. And it, it just they were figuring shit out. It's kind of amazing to watch like the same guy start the raw version of it and then figure out the seamless version of it too. It's pretty cool. Like on RVD and the RVD would, you know, again, yeah, he's uh, again, I gave Dave, go ahead. I can talk about him forever. Yeah, we can go on forever. (laughs) Just his ECW legacy alone, by the way. Van Dam and Sabu were scheduled to make a title defense on April 17th of 1999, but Sabu was suspended by ECW before the match occurred. 
Instead, Van Dam faced Devon Dudley in a singles match, and as a result, losing that match, Van Dam also lost the ECW World Tag Team Championships to the Dudleys. Good. He entered into a rivalry with Jerry Lynn, against whom he defended the TV title at Hardcore Heaven in a no-time limit match. That might be Van their Dam best. retained yeah. that title. Uh, and the match was deemed so good that Paul Heyman aired it on ECW's debut on TNN in place of a shoot promo about TNN that he was planning, but he was not allowed to air. Van Dam continued to defend that ECW World Television Championship for the remainder of 1999. Van Dam began a few with Rhino when uh, he was Rhino, the real Rhino. When he was, when he was um, a beast. <laughs> yeah, in the beginning of 2000, Van Dam successfully defended the ECW World Television Championship against Rhino on January 7th. Van Dam got a victory during the title defense against Sabu at Guilty S Charge, which uh, was Sabu's last match in the promotion. So, yeah, sorry to see you go. Bye, Sabu. Sabu. Um, that's terrible. <laughs> Van Dam was scheduled to perform in a champion versus champion pay per view main event against the ECW World Heavyweight Champion. Mike Awesome. Check him out in the archives. We got some good stuff on Mike Awesome in there. Um, amazing. Uh, this match potentially could have been ECW's most lucrative pay-per-view main event, and Heyman was depending on it to bring an influx of badly needed finances, but the match never occurred because Van Dam suffered a broken ankle during a successful title defense against Rhino on January 29th of 2000. The injury also forced Van Dam to vacate the World Television Championship. At that That's time. what I was talking about earlier. This ended the longest ECW yep, Television longest Championship reign. reign ever. And I believe he was going to pull the trigger here and have him beat Mike Austin oh, yeah. in a champion versus yeah. champion. This way, it just Ugh. didn't happen. He fucking broke his ankle and God damn. Time, I don't yeah. know if it, I don't think it would have saved the company because just in general. No. But I mean, like this Bad was in general. Yeah. I mean, think about it. We were talking about RVD since what? 96 when he signed and then he did the 97 more money. And then like he had all the great stuff going in. And then 2000 it wasn't wrong. finally, it wasn't finally, wrong. Heyman was going to be like, you got it. Here we go. Like four years later. Yeah. And then it just couldn't happen. It fucking Damn. sucked. Yeah. 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 It's a decent build. Decent burn. Just didn't work out. He returned to ECW at Hardcore Heaven on May 14th of 2000 and faced longtime rival Jerry Lynn. Van Dam was supported by his real life friend Scotty Anton, who eventually turned on him. Scotty when Van Riggs. Dam was going to perform a five yeah. star frog splash. Males, baby. Anton pushed him from the top rope, which helped Lynn win the match. Van Dam feuded with Anton and took his revenge at Heatwave, excuse me, 2000, by defeating Anton after debuting his new finisher called the Van Terminator. Joe, you were talking about that earlier. It's um, coast to Van coast, Dam, bro. If people don't know, the Van Terminator is uh, the. The round the world chair jump, right, Chris? Yeah. Cause sorry, I real I real. The his, fuck his, you his call me, dog? No, isn't it? Uh, isn't it? Where <laughs> he call me like, by my real life name. He throws the he throws the chair oh at him. They catch it, and then he like yes. The van, he does the like, a, like a like is, like a that is the van terminator. I think it's where they th- the coast, he throws the, 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 he throws the chair at him. They catch it. Is the ring post ring post right? Yeah, but that's the van terminator. Joe, you have catching. Joe's right. Joe's right. Yeah. No, no, no. What what did Joe say? The Van Terminator is when he them. throws the chair at the opponent. They catch it and then he kicks no, it in their face. That's that's the that's the Van Daminator. The Van Terminator oh. is the coast to coast that Shane okay. McMahon took. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Oh. Make it clear that Shane. There's McMahon a lot of vans. There's a lot of vans and naders going around here. I don't know. Yeah, like there's too many. 
Van Dam was not advertised and did not show for a large number of ECW events due to the large sum of money owed to him. Um, He appeared at ECW's final pay-per-view event, Guiltiest Charge, where he defeated Jerry Lynn. That was Van Dam's last appearance in ECW as ECW only held two more shows after the pay-per-view there. After ECW ceased operations, the rights were sold to WWF in 2001. RVD would be signed to a short-term WWF contract and made his pay-per-view debut at uh, WWF Invasion on July 22nd of 2001. Well, that I can't that'll be our part two. There. That'll be our part two. We're Ooh, not going to get wait. to it here. We just wanted to cover ECW Legacy and uh, man, that's perfect. Like, you know, I know it was probably the least most people will remember him for his WWF run, and I get that because it's the more exposure, it's the national. That's what company. you see, but dude, sure. like his. Watching him hatch from a from an egg is a little little hatchling here, and then just like just doing some crazy shit. <laughs> a little like, engine for ECW. that could. He was he was yeah. He, yeah. He's the example of the great slow build, and I really wish he wouldn't have broke his ankle. But then at the same time, like I don't I don't know. Maybe it wouldn't have mattered either. Like save the company. I don't think he would have saved the company. But at the same time, like man, like that was going to be Paul Heyman's crowning achievement. Like, it's just like, I slow burned him for four years and then I put the crown on him and here you go. He's RVD. I'm telling you, take Cus's advice or Christopher's advice and go back to the YouTube channel. (laughs) First, you call me Chris. Now you're going my Christian name, dog. His face changes, by the way. When I I call him Christopher, his face gets different. It gets weird. Um, But yeah, go back, go to that ECW. You're not my mama. What's that YouTube ECW channel? What's the What's the what's the YouTube ECW thing they Net- said, Cuz? ECW or Network. Topher. Yeah, so go back there and watch a lot of the <laughs> raw theme music. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Christopher. Yeah, you're uh, crazy, all right? You fucking piss me on that. Yeah, I'm, like I'm only one on oh, I'm I'm here in Joe right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you go mass transit on your ass, baby. But Cuz, uh, uh, oh, yeah. yeah, I'm ECW right about RVD, right? This shit was brilliant. Was it not? ECW? Oh, yeah. RVD is, uh, I mean, he is ECW. Like, everyone was ECW, but RVD is like the. Uh, He's the guy that turned that's, me on that's to the ECW. Biggest one. That's the biggest one that, uh, obviously, that's the one that Vince, who Vince saw out of everybody, he made him the fucking WWE champion, basically. Right. Even we'll get to the that. ECW well, we'll champion, get to that. Yeah. Yeah, well, he, he's one. He's one of a kind. He's one of a kind. Yeah. I, I don't know if anybody truly really matched. His, uh, I don't know if his wrestling. I'll just. I'll end style. it with this before we go into the WWE stuff, but. RVD tells a story. I don't remember if it was with Stone Cold's podcast or Jericho's. But I think it was Stone Cold's just podcast. Just tell the story. Just tell the story. Well, I'm just trying. So, so for context, <laughs> you go back and listen. Uh, Let Christopher set the table. But but <laughs> yeah, my new gimmick is surfacing now. <laughs> this is where I turn. This is where I turn into a new gimmick. This is where you turn. <laughs> so my new gimmick's about to come out. Uh, um. Well, I did return today. Um. So, RVD says he was about to go out for a match. It was a hardcore match. I forgot against who. I think Raven or or Rhino or someone. And he was about to walk through the curtain. And Vince saw Rob. Uh, when you go out there, you better uh, you know, if you take a chair chair shot to the head, you better put your hand up. And he's like, No, Vince, I'm good. I can do it, bro. He's all Rob. He's all when you go out there, I need you to put your hand up for the chair shot. And he's like, no, Vince, I can handle it. He's like, God damn it, Rob. He's like, you better do it to protect yourself. And then RVD like said, he's like, that was like a father telling his son to protect himself. So that just shows you as far as all the ECW guys that came over to WWE, what, how Vince, you know, looked at RVD compared he to the He saw rest. something not, not in RVD. He may he have liked said RVD. that to other guys. 
but yeah, exactly. Like that. That. So that's God a, damn it, that's Hogan. Into the yeah. <laughs> put your hand yeah. down on the leg drop. God damn it, Rob Van Hogan. You better put your hand up. <laughs> he's got yeah. to. He's got to protect his investment. Or, like, yeah, I, 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 need, I love this episode. I need you. Yeah. I need you for ten years. I don't need you to like, uh, like, you know. Is it better to burn out or to fade away? I need you. <laughs> you can tell for some big matches. Don't fuck uh, up. Giddy in this episode. Like you put him against Cena. So that's where we'll drop it for audio this fans. Might already be one of my, fav- one of my favorite legacies, by the way. Uh, just oh, that'll be fun. Back. We're not even we're done, not even done yet. yet. We're, we just, we're just getting started. We we'll just get started soon. Yeah. Just getting started. For audio fans, give us a listen on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Google Podcast. Or watch our videos on YouTube at Our Wrestling Channel. Can you do us a solid on social media and give us a follow on Instagram or Twitter at OWP2019 or on Facebook at Our Wrestling Podcast. For cuz, I'll say it right, Jess and Joe, this is Dave with the OWP signing off. Have a good one. Doesn't distort me, I don't like you, Captain. Do you got your name? This world is your own.